Welcome to FeastPod, the podcast where we talk about whatever we fucking want. Come join me, Kanong, and me, Sarah Davidson, for entree, main, and dessert, and take a seat at our table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Hello, Feast. It is Khan. It's just me alone today without Sarah. Um, we actually pre-recorded a lot of our mains and our um, dessert before we went away because we've both been kind of on opposite sides of the globe for work. Um, and I'm back today. There's been heaps going on. I've actually taken a couple of weeks off um, just for myself. Um, obviously, a lot happened in life over the last couple of uh, weeks. So I just kind of took a step back, stopped doing my interviews. I cancelled all the press for the show and things like that. But I'm all good. Everything's fine. It's just that I was just like, oh, I was getting a little bit run down and a little bit kind of like blare. And so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to take some me time and just not reply and not talk and not do anything um i was still working so i was like cooking because that makes me happy but i wasn't um i didn't do interviews um yeah i was more than like speaking to people that kind of really got me i think there were some times where i just was like i don't want to talk like i just don't want to speak um so i took a little bit of time off but that's fine we're back now um i'm back i'm hosting events for amex delicious month out this month so i've been kind of traveling a lot for that as well so we just did a couple of events in melbourne and now heading into adelaide to do a couple of events there it's been really good i love my partnership with amex the show has been really, really doing well so um my show kind wild food is currently out on sbs food 8:30s on sundays and uh we're looking at where we're going to go for season two um, so that is going to probably be filmed later this year. It's been like a god, like it's been such a gift. Like it's something that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to be, you know, traveling and working in food and cooking and eating and learning about ingredients for so long. And with Carnival's Love Food, I get to do that. So that's been amazing. That was like a dream of mine since I came off MasterChef. And speaking of other dreams, I um. I actually always wanted to write for Delicious as well. And I've got my first feature coming out in July. So it's like all about comfort, creamy foods, like what, like dishes that you can make at home when you come home from work for like half an hour, nothing too intense. Just like home cooking, you know, like that's the stuff that I feel like I'm after, especially in the winter months. So hopefully I'll share that with you guys soon. It's like when I was on MasterChef, I thought that Delicious was the pinnacle of, uh, food magazines food media in australia and i still think that i just feel as though it's like made like it, it allows me to be creative um i'm also back at the george uh in the kitchen so i'm doing a new menu for my restaurant right now so there's just kind of been like it's been on 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 but the cooking stuff is the stuff that like i find really easy it's the talking stuff that i find difficult so i like i'm doing a menu right now for vivid and the jackson an event that i'm doing in sydney so if you're around please um head to my bio and then you can like uh, find tickets to go to that it's only one night only like it's all inclusive and it's gonna be a lot of fun i just um i'm just excited to get back on the tools and cook and like feed people because i think that's like at the core of me i'm a feeder i just want people to feel good about themselves um but yeah so that's kind of my life so far um, I went pink. So for those of you who have seen on um, Instagram, I dyed my hair pink. I think that was like when I was kind of feeling like I needed some time of my own, uh, something different. Um, 
I just decided that I was going to dye my hair pink. I kind of love it. The upkeep is a hell. It's literally like, it, it's a different color every day. Like, honestly, every single day is a different color. It fades so fast. So I just got to constantly be toning it. But I kind of knew that that was going to happen anyway. And I've decided to do that. But I don't know what color I'm going to go to next. Um, talking about next, I am in the process of looking for a place in Sydney. So if you can help me, please slide into the DMs. I want to move around September, October. Um, a few new opportunities have come up. Um, and it makes a lot of sense for me to be interstate right now in Sydney for these ops. Um, it's just been like, I'm flying back and forth from Melbourne to Sydney all the time. It's really run me down a bit. And I feel as though if I take the travel aspect out of my life, just like between states, because I'm, I'm literally flying maybe like twice a week back and forth. Um, and it's just been a lot and I don't feel like I'm settled anywhere. Like I fly home, but I'm only here for like three days. So I don't feel that I can have like a routine here. And then I fly to Sydney and then I'm living out of a hotel room. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of like a decision that I've recently made that I'm going to spend a year just in Sydney working, doing these, giving my all to these kind of opportunities. Um, but while that's happening, I'm also going to be looking for a place here in Melbourne. Um, but like acreage because I want to I think it's time I think um, I've been thinking about this for a long time and I wanted you know a space that was a, somewhere I could build a farm like a little hobby farm have some animals and like I don't know just have like a little bit of a quieter lifestyle and I feel as though acreage is going to be exact sorry I just yawned because I'm like laying in bed recording this because um, I've got like the next two hours off um yeah, so I've got a, uh, I'm looking right now. So if anyone's looking to sell their farm, like I'm kind of keen. Um, I think doing wild foods has kind of made me fall in love with having land and having trees and having like, you know, a dirt bike and a quad bike to like travel around in a dam and having like some animals to look after. Um, and I feel that it's a natural progression for any kind of chef. That's the direction they end up heading in towards. I understand it now. Like I, I, like it, I constantly think about it. I constantly am thinking about like how many um, different types of fruit trees or plants I want on my land. So that's kind of like been a really exciting little prospect for me. Um, I did go and have a look at a few places, and there's one that really shines for me. But I'm just like it's a, it's a little bit more than I think that I can afford. Um, so I'm still working on that, but that's basically my life all caught up. Um, yeah, as I said, Sarah and I have been pre-recording our mains and our entrees, but our next guest is someone that I am truly obsessed with. So I cannot wait for you to hear from them. Um, and I think as of next week or the week after, I think it's the week after Sarah and I will be back together doing our live chats. So um, until then, enjoy the episode and I will speak to you soon. Slide into my DMs if you have any questions or if you have any recommendations for places to live and um, things like that. Or maybe even what hair color you want me to be next or what dishes you want me to cook. Just slide into our DMs. All right, love ya and get ready for our amazing main. I am so excited for main course today because we have the incredible Tommy Granger with us. Hello, I'm excited too. I'm excited to eat. Uh, why are, you, why are you upset? We're not feeding you. Oh, what's that? that's the name of the podcast. You. No, We're you're the oh, I know, I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning to eat, darling. I, know, I, I got really confused when you were like, Tommy Granger. I'm like, 
It's just Tommy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tommy. You're Madonna. You don't have a surname. You're it's just like, Tommy. I went to an event once and someone on the PR list was like, only you would be the person that has one name. I'm like, well, sure, sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Tommy's Tommy. Literally, what? when I saw Thomas Granger, I was like, who's that? Yeah, literally. <laughs> we, got, we were actually going to interview another Thomas. And then, like, I keep saying Thomas. And she's like, do you mean Tommy? I'm like, no, I mean Thomas. Like, I'm like, like, I'm like, so confused. <laughs> yeah, what, like, it, what drink does he have? I'm like, kombucha. You're like, no, that's Thomas. Tommy. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. Well, I always was a Thomas, but then years ago, I hung out with Lindsay Lohan's publicist in LA. Mm. It's a bit of a wonky story, but it's funny. And she was really stoned on marijuana and she's like, no. <laughs> this you, is already a great story. You need to be Tommy with an I because no one else has that. And she said, give me your phone. And she picked up my social media and was like, Tommy. Changed it. And she's like, that's your name from now on. And it's going to be your name. If you have a drag, change your drag name to just Tommy. Have one name, show us, show you're Tommy with an I. And that it, is such that, good it's branding. Stuck. What a branding exercise. Sarah, you need to change your name. I don't, you need to be Khan with a Q. No, I think I think I think Khan without the, my last name is enough. I think you need to go to yeah. LA, get stoned with Lindsay Lohan's publicist, and, she'll, and she'll come up with it for you. you. Do you want to hear a really funny story yes. about Lindsay Lohan? Yes. Okay, cool. A friend of ours was in Mykonos with her about oh seven God. or eight years ago. Mykonos yes. is where all bad stories. Is this where the, that viral video of her no, dancing no, no. This started? Is before no? then. I'll this pre was, that. That's yeah, Mykonos so, 1.0. Yeah, so it right. was when um like her first round of fame. Right. Yeah. Oh, the first burst. Yes. So, yes. so before the criminal activity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, our, our, shot. our friend, okay, al- okay, this allegedly happened. This is just so I don't get sued. This allegedly. For legal reasons, yeah. this is a joke. <laughs> yeah. This is. <laughs> <laughs> is that your second time you're paying me today? Oh, that's funny. I laughed at that. I'm paying my jokes today. It's um, Lindsay with an E, not a Y. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, Lindsay. Mohan. Minzy Pohan. They were in Mickey Nostar partying. My, uh, uh, I think you know her as well, our mutual girlfriend. She's a model, really, really good looking, like walked for all the runways. She was over there working, went to Mykonos. Lindsay tried to make out with her one night and she said no. So Lindsay threw chicken nuggets at her. <laughs> As if that's a punishment. If someone threw chicken nuggets at me, I'd be like, ah. I feel like Lizzie throws chicken nuggets at a lot of people. I feel like that that's is a great thing to be your signature move. Exactly. Why does she always have chicken nuggets with her? I don't know. But I feel as though if I were a celebrity, I would want my thing to be I threw food at people. Right. And nuggets especially. It's like, hey, nuggies, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like only popcorn chicken would be funnier. Or like wings. Oh, wicked wings. <laughs> <laughs> Please sponsor us, KFC. I'll, I'll so start throwing right. wings at people. I would have someone throw chicken nuggets at me. I feel like it's <laughs> I think quite I a, too. You know. I feel like... It's a great story to be able to tell your children. You know, one day, oh, yeah, you see her on TV, that woman yeah, threw chicken nuggets Bohan at me. <laughs> threw chicken nuggets at me. Anyway, back to our incredible guest for today. So there are so many things we want to talk to you about today. But the first that I have to bring up, because, like, bringing up facts that most people don't know about people is, like, my favourite thing oh, to no, do, as I'm you nervous. know. <laughs> Oh my god, I love this fact. I know which one you're going to talk about, and I just think it's a fucking amazing. Isn't it fucking amazing? So Tommy graduated with a 99.958. What the fuck? I didn't know that. I was a nerd in school. Yeah, I ended up coming first. Prefect. First in the state in two subjects: very bizarre business studies and ancient history. Ancient Ancient history. Ancient history. 
Yeah, so you get like a call from like the government like a week before they release the ATARs being like, hush, 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 you can't tell anyone, but you have to go to this like private ceremony a couple of days before they film it on Channel 7 to announce like people that came first in the state in each subject. Yeah. And then you can, like, you can bring one person and then you go. <laughs> it's like did really you get weird. to bring two people because you won, you had two Yes, top? actually, that's true. I did. I could bring, you so I brought both my, both my parents, which was nice. <gasps> and then I was interviewed on Channel 7 and they said, um, did you like, did you ever expect to like come first in the state in any subject? I was like, no. And he's like, did you have the plan? She was like, I always wanted to come first in ancient history. And they said, what did your mother say? And I was like, she laughed in my face. So the article was <laughs> Thomas Granger's mother laughs in face. <laughs> and my mum to this day will not let it down. Oh my God, you should frame it and put it on her wall and be like, remember that time you weren't supportive of my dreams? <laughs> you bitch. Look at me now. <laughs> I know. Oh, look at where I am. Um, Lindsay Lohan is wrong chicken nuggets on my face. <laughs> I have reached the pinnacle of success. <laughs> so, okay. Embarrassing fact, I also got 99.95. Oh my God. Did you? I didn't know that either. What the hell? You did know that. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, I just ignored it because I got like an 87. Okay, that's, that's still good. high. Mm. Khan and I went to brother and sister schools, by Wait. the way, which are academic selective entry schools. Is Was your school a selective No, school? I went to St. Paul's Grey State, which was out west. Oh my God. And yes. you still got 99.95. See, we I got know. turned up, but you actually did it by yourself. Did there nice. was yeah they were gonna name a wing of the school after me but oh, it ended up happening. Just they did say that. Did they actually? Yes, but then they never did it, bastards. So just Tommy <laughs> yeah. though, like just Tommy. Else. Yeah, can the you Tommy email wing? them now? The Hi, I would wing. like that Tommy wing now. Yeah, actually, I, I can I say this? I got an email from like I won't say which teacher the other day, being like, it wasn't email, sorry, is it Facebook message, right? Being like, of course, I've, you've done so well. Yeah, the school would be very proud of you, but we will not have you. They won't have you back because you know you're gay, basically. <gasps> Shut up. And I was like, this is like, I don't know, like a bittersweet message. It's like, they've obviously acknowledged that the school's proud of me, but they, they would never. Because but they won't like, publicly acknowledge They won't publicly that. acknowledge Wait, it, it. Did you say it was a Christian school? Yeah, Catholic school. Right. Okay, cool. Kind of half Babe, makes sense. it's in your notes, Catholic still, school head prefect. But like, it, like, I don't see why that mattered. Like your sexuality <laughs> matters to like what you've done in your life or yeah. your school. But anyway, apparently that's a thing. So there you go. Oh my God. Did, oh you, my God. did you message them back? I did, and I just said like that. Well, you know, thank you so much. It's you know, it's sad that that's the reality, but it is, and I'm not going to be able to change that myself. So all I can just keep being fabulous and keep well, being. Well, like, you can change it because we can just name the school right now <laughs> and then um, call and them out, the and yeah, let's make it a thing. <laughs> okay, so when you that's sorry, no, I'm not over that. Like, like that's that. ridiculous. Yeah, well, I did actually name the school slightly before when I said where I went to school. You heard me say it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, okay, I, I, I made a joke out of it and then I wait, and then I went back in my mind and I was like, that's still fucked. Yeah, like, still like, that's up. still <laughs> fucked. I mean, um, I saw the religious education coordinator on Grinder once, so, you know, it's not like... <laughs> it's not like it's a, it's a school that is completely Saw heterosexual. Blue yes. Yeah, yeah. Blue. <laughs> no, definitely not. I saw a photo of him, you definitely wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> Top ten because that's something that I found out about you recently. Oh, <laughs> well, most drag queens are tops, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I would say it's Is about seventy-five percent. Like a- wow. In Sydney, anyway, that I'm aware of. So, <laughs> so in my sphere of all the drag, I mean, Sydney is the home of drag. Melbourne you too. Are no, 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 wait. <laughs> what I just heard from that was all of Sydney's tops are drag queens. <laughs> No, no, I wouldn't reverse. say all of the queens, all of are, tops. Drag no, queens are tops. No, because because then there aren't that many tops in Sydney. They're mostly right. bottoms. And there's so. quite a lot of drag queens. So yeah. that's a good point. Maybe that's the I'd love to do like a bit of like a, a monkey a chips. A monkey, what do you call it? Monkey survey? Yeah, yeah, what do you yeah. call that? The survey that you said a survey <laughs> monkey. <laughs> survey monkey. A monkey. A monkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it would be a bit of a monkey survey, oh to be God. honest. We should do that. So we should do that. Wait, should we do a feast pod survey? Are the you, gays? Yes. And call it gays about lives. Are you a top? Gays about lives. Are, are you a drag queen? And, uh, and, uh, and, and are you available? Was probably the third question, right? No. 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 You don't want to know that. I don't. I don't care about it. No, you want bottom, so I'll, I'll get details for you. We need it. Right. We need, oh, okay, quick question. On Grinder, do you say if you're a top or a bottom? If you want to. I and think then it's can it optional. match you? Like you can only. I mean, if, if you, you want to waste, filter. if you want to waste your time by not indicating that early on, I mean, go by all means, yeah. don't put it in. But like, like, can you filter out the you, other you, one if you oh, want to? In your I can't remember results? if you can. Uh, if you don't, I don't, I don't be use matched the filters. Result. I don't. I'm not sure. I actually. Fun fact though. Do, do you know another fun story? Yeah. When I was in LA last year, I was in full drag, and um, I met this guy at Revolver Nightclub. This is during LA Pride, uh, WeHo Pride. Um, he worked. I, I went home we with him. Yeah. In, and I had home. no. I was like in the middle of LA. Like so. The next day though, I had to like go back to the hotel, and I this was I went to his place in like Salt City, Salt Lake City, or whatever it was like. Salt City or something. It's called Silver Salt Lake? Silver Lake. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, Monkey yeah. Chimp, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixing them all up today. Anyway, For a so. Guy who works I, in social media on the internet? Like, wow. I know, embarrassing. Anyway, so I go, it's the next morning, and Silver Lake is like 40 minutes back into like Hollywood. It's a yeah. long walk. So yeah. I literally had, walk. <laughs> I had to get into an Uber <laughs> carrying a pink double stacked wig in my hand. <laughs> And all this jewelry did at you like ten a.m. in the morning. Did you still have a face on? Or had you? Had no, I'd taken the face off. Okay, cool. But I literally had nothing else. <laughs> okay, but I also feel like in LA, that's not the weirdest thing people see. Probably not, but like <laughs> it was pretty weird. weird when like I was walking back high. into the hotel, everyone's jaws dropped. They're like, <laughs> "Tell me more about this guy." <laughs> but this person, I don't know. Like, I just was a actually. I did. I ended up spending the whole week with him in the oh. end. Like, it was just a bit of fun. Like, I don't know. Like, that's definitely not what I would normally do. Like, I would not go home with someone in drag. I mean, I have a few times, but like I, it's not. It's not, it's not. It's not like it's not a weekly occurrence. Like for some people, like I know people like I won't say names. Certain prominent drag queens have a lot of um, sexual Fans. encounters in drag because it's part of like their experience or yeah. they enjoy it, and I don't. I like it has to come off. Yeah, that was one of my questions. I think that's yeah. so interesting because like oh, if you like, don't know, by the way. Tommy does drag as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think we've so touched on that. Who, yeah. I just feel like that's so interesting because we talk about identity so much and like whether you do stay in drag for dating or not, like I think that's so cool. I think that's so cool. I enjoy meeting someone in drag because then if they, I think there's part of me that's like if they can see through the appearance and then look into the personality, I mean, they're quite a genuine person. I think those sure. people are actually yeah. very, you know. Good uh, people. Yeah, and then worth going home with and sleeping with. <laughs> but... <laughs> But um, generally speaking, I don't want to spend the entire night in drag because it's not comfortable. Yeah. I also want to ask that. I also want to ask questions about that. You've got like everything's taped down and you've got stuff up here and like it's just like there's makeup. I do. Yeah. I've got hip pads and I've got sometimes I wear a breastplate, but it gets Mm. really hot and sweaty. So I don't always wear a breastplate. My boobs get sweaty too. And are they heavy? The breastplates, yeah. yeah, they're heavy. Oh, it's a lot of like maintenance. They're they're silicon. They're like it's like getting a boob job. Oh. By putting it in like where a, a get, bib. Where do I get some of these? Booster <gasps> queen. Yes, like, breast- oh, they're so expensive though. They are quite expensive. Oh, they're like a thousand dollars. Just like wipe it with some. But it's worth it. Oh. Dettol. It'd be so fun to get you in a breastplate, but then you have to wear chunky necklaces. That's fine. I can do that. Okay. Imagine me Chunky necklaces. Or you just wear like a body so that goes all the way to your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Because then yeah. you can like, but then it's even more sweaty, right? Because it's, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a line. Though. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just wear like a choker. No, no, you got to wear something And people be like, oh my God, you're a girl. Something slightly more draped. Because yeah, it's gonna it have to be, be real chunky. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Okay, I really want to get into the mechanics of how you build a drag outfit and how you even get into drag. But first questions 
first after outing you as a 99.95er. <laughs> I feel like there's a really alarming amount of pressure to use all of those points. It's like you got that and everyone wants to get that and now you can literally choose anything you want to do. What did you choose? Well, and I how? chose media arts and production and international studies at UTS. And I only With put, German studies? Better. Yes, I did. And I only put that course. So it was like that was the pressure. Like if I don't get the mark, then I don't go to university basically. Oh, and I'm at the time it was like 98.5 to get into the course. So it was wow. very high. And it's dropped like dramatically since then. But it was just like an era of like two or three years where everyone wanted to do comms and international studies at UTS. Yeah. Right. And the only course that was higher was a Bachelor of Design like fashion, majoring in fashion was like 99. It was okay, unheard of. I got into a Bachelor of Design and I didn't need 90. It was just that year with the combined with international studies. Wow. Right. So, yeah. Scarcity model. And then I spent five years of my life for something I probably didn't need a degree over like a mark over 60 to really do, to be honest. But, uh-huh. you know, there we you are. Yeah. You got but in. Then, but then it, it kind of worked out because you find yourself with an amazing career in kind of comms, right? Yes. I mean, it's, I've jumped around a lot over the years. But, yeah, I haven't really used the international studies, though. I could have spent a year in Germany, which was fine. Wait. Yeah. But you but have. You, you, you worked you, on three channels on TV. But And you it's also like deal so with stuff. international creators. Yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I went to Berlin with work in, in December, and that was fabulous because <gasps> I could reuse my German. I was going to say, do you get to use it ever? Not often anymore. I still listen to the German news every morning just to like just to keep you. Yeah, yeah and same. also the German news is very non-biased. They report just the facts. They don't like, and they don't talk about like random things like this cat got stuck in a tree or whatever. It's just very much like it's all <laughs> the politics and they just report everything. It's completely like. <laughs> she just wants to listen to the back. Haven't you watched the news these days? It's like, come on, they have it. people on there talking about facelift surgery for Christ's sake. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen in Germany. That's not news. I love the word. That was just a Such great a nice segue. segue. <laughs> I, I was going to say, how, how's the wrong way of saying it? Segui? Segui, yes. Segui. Segui. A nice segu. Into. Oh my God, facelifts. There's so many things to talk about <laughs> with you. Okay, so facelifts. You have been in the media, in the wonderful Australian media of late, <laughs> because you've had facelift surgery. I did. I've had a few surgeries. Have you had, have you had two facelifts? No, two facelifts and 29, no. Yeah, I will have two faces, so you don't even get to do the first one. And this is actually what I wanted to ask was, did it begin in your drag persona or in your Tommy persona? So everyone would think it's my drag persona because they look at drag queens and they're like, oh, they've had work done, they've had some filler, they've had Botox because it enhances certain things like cheeks and lips, et cetera, when Mm. you're in drag. And, yes, that's a component, but, no, I always had a lot of – not shame, but like a lot of anxiety around like my, how my face had suddenly dropped like a couple of years ago. And that was stemming from when I was younger, I had an eating disorder and that really fucked with the collagen in my skin and the, like the, the, like the plasticity in your face. So I, from like the nose down, I actually had like a face of a 40 year olds. And from the nose up, I had the face of like a 20 year old. So I get Botox. So it was so, just one part of your face. That's yeah. And I had tried everything. I'd had fillers in there, Botox. I had threads. I had 80, so 80 threads. Threading and it didn't yeah. Work. The UPO threads. It just killed. It was so painful. It was the most painful thing. I've, I've had facelift surgery awake. And I tell you what, these threads was like, I was going to pass out. Okay. So much. I've had threads and I didn't find them painful at all. Really? Yeah. But I had here, here? and here. I had them like right in here. Oh, okay. Anyway, Spot like it hurt. Now. Yeah. It was very, it was okay. like very sensitive around there. Maybe I just, because I had drunk too much the night before. I don't know. But anyway, it was oh, quite painful. Was that, yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. And so none of that worked. And then a friend of mine had, she's 
obviously a lot older than me, but she had a facelift like six months prior and I had no idea she didn't tell anyone. I was like, you look so good. Like, what have you done? She goes, I had a facelift. Actually, I think maybe you should go and see a plastic surgeon about just getting it all cut back and pulled back. Pulled back. And I was like, mm-hmm. you're crazy. But then after like trying everything else, I was like, you know what? This makes total sense. I went to the doctor and said, look, I think I need a lower facelift. What do you think? He said, no, I disagree. I think you need a lower and mid facelift to get what you need. <laughs> to get what you are. Yeah. He's for. like, yeah, what you yeah, need yeah. the pool here, this would do nothing. And a lot of, apparently a lot of people go and get these like mini facelifts, which do very little and they only last a couple of years. So that's why they just pull the top layers of skin back. Yeah. But I had a deep plain facelift. So they actually move like the muscle tissue and everything all the way back so it like lasts 20 years Whoa. so you know, honestly it's like a couple of weeks of downtime for 20 years of results whereas opposed to like i was spending the equivalent like i was spending thousands 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 of dollars a year on filler that was only yeah. lasting a couple of months at a yeah. time so it's like it's actually a good, good value for money. Fucking i feel like half go and see go episode, and see my doctor half of this episode is because khan's like tell me what i need to go get <laughs> Okay. I, the dangerous thing is that is not where I stopped because after having the facelift, you go in for checkups every couple of weeks to see how it's healing, making sure your mm-hmm. face doesn't fall. Because at one point my ear did fall off a little bit. Oh, I'm not too sure that TikTok. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's attached from my head and I could like pull it and oh, you would no. see this gap. And I was like really concerned. I was like sending the, the doctor was just like, just leave it. Don't touch it. Everyone on the internet it. was worried for me as well. I was like getting people to diagnose. I was like, I was like, good morning. My ears off from my face today. People were like, oh my God, babe. It. it was so funny. Like I was in Singapore and someone tapped me on the shoulder and went, how's your ear going? And I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God, they're so infested. People were really invested more in like the healing process than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think because no one else had really done that on the internet, particularly at least in Australia where they've been like day by day, like look how horrible my face looks today. Because yeah. like you got to look worse before you look better. Like, that's I- why we wanted to talk to you because we were like, no one is so open about it. People yeah, just yeah. Like, disappear and then they look totally different they're like ta-da and you're well, like no tell us what happened I think at my age it's very difficult to disappear because I'm always out right yeah. and I wanted I did, made the decision early on to embrace that and just to be really raw and authentic because that's what I that's the model I live by so why would I change that whilst I had surgery and also I wanted to make it or normalise the discussion around this because more and more people are doing it mm. and there's a lot of shame or guilt associated with it because people think you know it's stigmatised like I'll yourself. kid you know a lot of people suddenly treated me differently as if like I was more stuck up I was mm. obnoxious just because I had like a, a change in my face. And all I was doing is getting it pulled back, right? Mm-hmm. And I think then when I embarked on getting a few other bits and pieces done slowly, people started to think, oh, you, maybe you're a little bit addicted. But I'm like, maybe I am, but I'm not hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm making these changes you're hurting based yourself on. It's painful. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I did all these surgeries awake. So just to tell you what I've done, I had the Shut face the lift. Fuck up. Then I had the brow lift and the lip lift together. This is 10 so days ago. Up. I had the brow and lip lift. Oh, so the, the scarring's one. nearly yeah, gone yeah, now. Yeah. So, yeah, I did them both, both at once because I only wanted one downtime, right? See, I I get a flip, but I don't get a... So, the flip is with Botox. Yeah. And that's temporary. Yeah, And yeah, for yeah. me, it lasts like a month because if you no. use... If you're talking a lot, yeah. if you're sucking a lot... It's pro- not going to do that with you like. Um, if The more suction in that area... We need to have an episode where more, we don't go there. Well, I'm just being honest. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We don't. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you can't, can't have a blowjob a week or two after having fucking a lip surgery or filling your lips or whatever because it's all swollen and sore, right? Um, but it's, it's true. It's just, <laughs> this is a medical gosh. fact. The doctor says no <laughs> suction on the that. lips. It literally says on the no sex on the... Um, Guide afterwards. Like for the gays. I'll be like, no I'll be fine. <laughs> no gobbies. <laughs> no gobbies. And so this is permanent. No. It's permanent. And so they basically just to do it, they remove a couple of millimeters from the, the base of your nose to the top of your lip. Oh, and they pull it up. And they show you before and there's like a you measuring have no thing. No scarring. Oh, it's Where under my it? nose. 
Oh, they do it here. Yeah, it's called a so, ball. So um, Sarah horn. is showing the base of oh, your sorry. nostrils. Yeah. So I thought it was from the actual lip line, but it's actually from your nostrils. So you yeah. actually can't. See so the that scar is kind of covered by the shadowing Correct. of your nose, and it will go down over time. You use a scar gel every day. And you, this is only how many weeks? Ten days ago. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy's is really. F- I'm sorry, I'm going to swear because we're friends. Yes, I'm just like, Tommy's really fucked up because I felt like the last time you got, when you got your facelift, you went out with a whole bandaged head. Like yes. you literally yeah. went Tommy with to, a bandaged I went to listen head. out festival. Oh, you went out? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you went out I went, I, went with, no. I went with a Coke Can Man to listen out festival and um, we had lots of drinks and I ended up at Morning Glory. So that's a day club. So I had facelift surgery and then I ended up like till 9am the next day. Well, how, how I'm many, sure you're not supposed to do that. How many it was about a week into the surgery, so oh, yeah, it was okay. okay. Yeah. I but was it was like, literally oh. like I saw it on social media and you literally had a bandage wrapped around your head and then a cross as well. Was it a cross as well? The bandage? No, it wasn't a... Oh, so that... It, no, it wraps around the back of your neck yeah. and then it goes up into your head. So yes. basically, the reason why you wear it, it's actually Pushes a compression up. garment. Right. It, it stops your face from falling off, essentially. <laughs> and swollen. It's so it's swollen. So I know, I'm like, oh my but God, it, I'm But when I first took the compression garment off to treat the wound, it literally felt like my face was falling forward from gravity. Because it's like, Whoa. boom. Even when I had the stitches in my... Scalp removed last Thursday. It felt like my head was falling forward. I a little bit feel like you're not painting a very good picture here. No, <laughs> but it's very gonna... realistic. Yeah. I'm being it's honest. Like, so yeah. when you're having do. plastic surgery, expect to look like a dog for a few days. <laughs> expect to be in pain for a few days, yeah. and expect to feel like, oh my god, I've fucked my done? face. What have I done? Yeah. And then a week in, you're like, oh, it's just starting it to go good. down. There's no more any pain. Yeah, There's yeah. a little scar here. Yeah. It's the body healing. You know, yeah. it's self-inflicted, but you know, you, you've cut your face open. Of course, there's going to be. If you don't have the swelling, it's, that means there's probably something wrong because okay, your body's right. not fighting. You know, a, an immune response to try and yeah. heal the area. It's to protect yeah. yourself. If your face yeah. is blown up, it means it's protecting oh all the tissues. And it's yeah. Okay, so I have so many questions. So I haven't done anything yet except massive Botox in my jaw, but no visual things. Is that because you grind a lot? <laughs> It yes. sure is. Yes. That's a lot of people get the Botox in the jaw because no, they grind in their sleep. No, it was purely because of TMJ. Yeah. And, but like that um, temporomandibular joint, something okay, about cool, the clenching. Like, the it's a thing. It's they like were doing their sleep where they're like, yeah, right? It's a condition and my teeth are like actually. Grinding on like each other. Wow. The Botox that. keeps it like. So you need to yeah. get more Botox. But I've never had like other work done yet. So I want to know. She's got a cheek sign. She's just lying into everyone. Wait, I literally looks like have you had never your had any I feel as though, no, no, you are definitely gaslighting everyone. Stop it. You know I haven't had anything. It's going to come out and her face will deflate one day me. and then, no. No, no I, I literally, I'm too scared. I've had nothing done. But the reason why you, I know you haven't had your cheeks done is because yeah. if you had them done, you would have had more in the, the, the top, top corner. Because yeah. yeah. that's what people want, the real chiseled look. And also if you were if you were to get a little bit of filler in there, you would look so snatched. Yeah, see? I'm not that snatched. I think like, the, what are you saying? No, no it's great, but I mean, like, I'm because you've already got really full cheeks here, you wouldn't need much to, like, do, 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 you know I what have, I mean? Some so, people, like, because that would look, that looks like if it was just to do there, like, four mils in your face. That's four. Look, no, it looks because there's a lot. Okay, because I was there's like, a lot four. Of, there's a lot of tissue I there. Because I've had, well, a long time ago, I've had my cheeks done up here, just yeah. there, not here, but, like, mostly here, and it was only, like, a mil and a half each side. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, that's about right. Yeah. Okay. No, so we're saying I'm it looks gonna... like she's got two. That, oh, yeah, two, oh, and two. two and two. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure I will cave eventually, but I want to know where you started. Like, what was the first thing that you started and how old? Sure. And then the progression to like, I'm going to do a full facelift and then to what that, like you said, you cut your face off. Like, 
Where do they do it? <laughs> so I can't actually remember how old I was. I would have probably been about 23, 24. Yeah. Oh, so, so not that much before the full surgery. Well, yeah, it's six about years. Six, six years. Yeah, that's not that long in the scheme of yeah. like. No, I guess it's I, like, boom, before think, you know it, I'll have yeah. getting my. That's and, a natural time to start as well because I feel like a lot of our friends, like I did, I'd like Botox filler. That's when the collagen starts to deplete. Yeah. In, in, in this. I think people yeah, that are getting it done saying. at like 17, 18, calm down yeah. a few yeah. years first because it's you'll get, if, you, if you can avoid starting something too early, don't because yeah. you're going to continue to have to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. if you don't have lines in your forehead, don't just get preventative Botox at the age of 18 because your waiter line is going to appear. When that first line appears, then you can start doing well, it. Well, that's why I haven't done it yet because I'm like, yeah, no, hold, hold off. Because like, if you like us, you have to go back four or five mm. times a year and it's like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. So I started with Botox and then like most people, I get like got my lips done and I liked that. And then I got my cheeks done. And I put a little bit in and then I was like, oh, this is quite nice. I like this. this and then nice. I always had like the, the real sunken face here and that's when I, tried all the the filler there and you know the threads and everything else I, are you will you consider doing the is it buckle, buckle fat buckle removal fat. no and okay. there's a couple of reasons so behind viral. that so you look really snatched and like model-esque for like 10 years and then once you reach like your 40s and, and past that time your body starts to lose fat in the face and you look you gone. age so quickly and right. gone and you look horrible and then people have to get fat put back into their face uh, so if you typically have a thinner face as well terrible idea yeah because yeah. that buckle fat is very hard to like replace and put back right. in and so if you don't need to have it removed definitely don't do it also it sounds very like getting fat removing your face if anything i was going to get fat grafted back into my face but and because i have a fast metabolism it. and also i'm would tend to lose fat from my face first. Mm. The doctor recommended not doing that because yeah. originally I was going to get a face facelift and have fat put into my face. Right. See, I love that you've even thought about I that because I think there, I've seen some of the comments that aren't as supportive and that were a little bit more skeptical of your facelift the first time because you're so young. Well, like, have you even thought about what you're going to look like in like 60 years? And it's interesting that you're you're not doing buckle fat removal because that's something that does 100 percent people on. people who haven't had plastic surgery or haven't done their research will just make that assumption oh you're gonna look terrible in 20 years time I'm like no it's just gonna stop me aging as quickly yeah and then in 20 years time i'll probably need another one mm-hmm. my friend one of my good friends krista village she's on the real housewives and a couple other shows yeah. she's had three facelifts and she's 77 three well if you think about it like if she had her first one at 40 56 okay maybe she could only have two but yeah you know her lifestyle she likes to party she likes to keep looking young so yeah. she's had three where did they cut? Like, give sure. us a diagram. So, can you see? There's a scar. You just can to explain hardly see Basically, that. at the base of my ear, all the way around my ear, and then up into like my hairline. Yep. So basically, like the mid third, they do an incision, and then all the way behind the ear. Oh, behind. Yeah. And then they yeah. stitch it back. So they and basically they start to remove your ear, pull everything back, and pull it back again. It's a four-hour operation. Four. Yes. That's not long. So two on each side, basically. And most of that time is cutting and all that and all sort of stuff. And then the pulling is the final, like, little bit of re-stitching together. My hair transplant took nine hours. Nine hours? What yeah. were you doing for nine hours? They, they individually do they individually each hair. They put in and pull out each hair. Oh, wow. That's yeah. very And did you, were you asleep for that? No. But you're I didn't awake. feel it. So you're awake for nine hours. What yeah. did you do? Not, I was watching. Yeah, they have a, they have a TV on top, and you just what like you, you just put Netflix on. I do. Sucked on the gas and. Talked to the, the doctor. Oh, you just chatted? Yeah. Wait, you oh, my God, a car. oh my God, you're Wait, talking ew, about it. Ew, but yeah. you could feel them pulling. There was a couple of times where he's asking me a question. I was like, I really want to answer, but right now I'm like, 
like I just need to like focus on not screaming like yeah. or, or like reacting because like I think that the thing is not that necessarily always the pain but it's just the realization that hey right and now there's someone with a, a knife cutting oh. open my face and it's this close to my face but I, I'm on like Valium and you have like the the laughing gas basically like the helium gas yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's enough to like and then you obviously have anesthetic but honestly the the worst part still is having the anesthetic need an anesthetic needles right into your face always the worst so sensitive I do local because I had local in my head for yeah. it and that was the worst pain out of anything like like but, but it's very short it's only like the first two needles you feel and you don't feel the rest but it's still like the first two needles were fucked did you feel pulling because yes. that's what I find really uncomfortable when yes. you're working on your face. Is like I did feel pulling. pulling. No. It was a pull. It, I did feel the pull. Yep. I actually, the, this is going to turn people off. I'm going to be honest about it. For whatever reason, the anesthetic wasn't really working under the base of my nose. Mm. So when they went to slice open in the middle of the nose, I felt like a really, really sharp pain in my face. And I was just like, oh, like, and then I ended up having to put more anesthetic in. And the other area was the ear cartilage, which was, is quite sensitive <laughs> as well. So when they cut so around there, I could feel that. But again, you have the gas. Yes. Yeah. So at, if anything, I was like, at least like zone myself out of this situation. So I'm yeah. less a, a, like aware of the pain, but I actually, there's a number of reasons why you would do it in the chair. Uh-huh. First and foremost, the wait time is a lot lower because to get into a clinic is much faster than oh, going so to hospital. So you can do general. Yes. Okay. So there's, there's a couple of reasons. Okay. With a facelift, it's also a lot safer because they can test what well, I think it's a lot safer because they can test whether they've damaged any nerves during the procedure. Because they can say, awake. blink, smile, right. blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then they can, like, can you still hear? So they can work out if there's any nerves have been damaged quickly and right. whether or not they need to like respond to that. So okay. that's a massive win. Also, they're a lot more gentle because you're awake and you're experiencing everything right. and you bruise a lot less as well and the recovery time is lower and yeah. also going under an aesthetic is more taxing on the body mm-hmm. yeah. so overall you like I, there's no way I would have been able to go to a music festival seven days after if yeah. I had been in hospital hospital Generally and also I don't like hospitals I don't like sleeping in hospitals I don't like hospital don't. food yeah yeah you like hospital food I'm, is it just because someone's like cooking it for you? No, like, I'm really I hate plain food. I hate hospital food. No, I, love I hate food. the environment. It smells. I just want to go into the clinic, in this nice bougie clinic, be out of there after a couple of hours, mm. yeah. float on home, have a Valium, have a painkiller and just watch TV. Mm. Like that's the best. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And also it's less like dramatic then. It doesn't feel yeah. like oh, I'm going into hospital and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm literally going into like a clinic and you go into the back room and it's like a surgery room. Yeah. Okay. When you first saw yourself post-swelling, were you like, that's what you expected? Were you freaked out? Were you like, who, who the fuck is that? I thought you were going to say when I first saw myself post-surgery because when I had the brow oh, and lip lift, yes. I looked a little bit like, I was like, oh, fuck, okay. But, like, it's very, like, it's very a intense lot. when you very first have it. And yeah. now it's completely settled down. Also, I had markings all over my face because you can't touch your face. Oh, it's so, so sensitive. You can't, really clean it. You can't oh. clean it. Like, I got an alcohol swab and, like, was very gently dabbing it. But you can't scrub your face for two weeks. Right. So, like, even putting on makeup is a real challenge. Like, I did drag in the... F- about seven days after my facelift and it was like so So slow because I had to like, and I still had the the bandage on. So I was doing it with the bandage on. (laughs) Did you change your drag style for that and just did like a bandage woman? The first time, the first time I did, I just did did the whole makeup around it and like it was very hard to get the wig on, but I managed to do it. And then the second time, it was actually great because I didn't have to glue the wig down. So kind of just like, like pin it (laughs) because it's not going to glue to the bandage. And the second time I decided, no, fuck this. So I had a white bandage. I did a whole white face. Yeah. Just did like a full like look out of it and it's like yeah. pretty iconic, but um, you have to <laughs> make, 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 but like, it's very funny having a conversation with the surgeon being like, and he's quite a centric man. It's like, so I'm going to do drag in a couple of days. How do I do this? And he's like, Oh, well, you know, you're going to have to like, <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of deconstructing the process. Wow. He's never had a, a patient, let alone he's that was 28 that. at the time. 
getting a faceless and then putting on a full like look out yeah. of it like yeah, a week yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> okay, so the question that I think everyone particularly calm wants to know, which you absolutely don't have to say, but at 28, I think a lot of people think, how do you even afford that? Like it's so expensive to get Botox yeah. and filler, let alone to actually do a surgery, then the recovery, it's then another surgery. It's cheaper than a surgery. car. Let's just put it that way. Whoa. It's cheaper than a car. Yeah, but like a, what type of car? Yeah, like it's cheaper than, than like, like an entry-level car, honestly. Right, okay. for, uh, like obviously not a second-hand car. But, I mean, I did get a discount. I won't say how much it was. But, like, I'll give you a range of how much a facelift generally costs. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. between fifteen dollars and $30,000. I would have expected depending, that, yeah. Depending on, 15, like. fifteen, I wouldn't have thought. Depending mm -hmm. on, depending on surgeon, yeah. depending on a bunch of things and, and, like, whether or not you get a matrix. And mine was at the very low end, mm -hmm. right? And it's also, like, if you're getting all three sections, right? Well, I had the lower and mid. Yeah. So I think a full facelift could be anywhere between 20 and, like, 40 yeah. potentially, but mine was on the real, real lower end, which was fabulous. And then I also got a discount on the lip and brow lift, but like you're looking at on average somewhere between five to 7,000 to do both. Yeah. Okay. okay. To do both. And when you do up, you, you add it up. Like if you're getting filler in your lips three times or say twice a year and you're spending a thousand dollars each time, yeah. that's too Is great. That's a thousand dollars for filler. It depends on how big you're going. It depends on how big and also the the product type. Mm -hmm. So some of the fillers are a thousand dollars a mil, and some yep. of them are like two hundred and fifty, three hundred. It depends on the like. type though, because okay. the the real dense. I've got the name of an Ultraform or something like that, I which is the one. Like if you have a fast, yeah, that's the one. If you have a fast <laughs> metabolism, you go through filler a lot quicker. Of course, like it's I a bit. You can get discounts and you know make yeah, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing, but the average person is going to have to spend that at full price. Jesus. So uh, say a lip flip is two and a half grand, or a lip lift. That's like a year's worth of filler done, but and then for never again. Many years. Mm, like forever, it's gonna forever. stay forever. Oh my god! I mean, you, it does. Your lip does drop a little bit, like as you get into like your fifties and sixties yeah, and onwards. To but like for thirty, like twenty years or something, you're basically you're covered. It's actually a, a massive cost saving. So, touching on that though, so I used to get my lips done, and then I stopped because I didn't like it anymore. So that's kind of only the plus and the negatives of doing certain things. It's like surgery. Some, yeah, yes. like some things are if more If you go permanent. through phases, yeah, yeah of like, wanting your lips Yeah, because I, I had my lips done for like a good two years. And that's important anyway. to consider. Yeah. So when I had my brow lift, there's many different ways they can do a brow lift. They can just do a very traditional straight up lift, which mm. is what they get, a lot of the, the of men get, but it looks like you're very surprised and it's very outdated. <laughs> and then a lot of people now want the fox eye look. Mm. So they get the, like all the way just here. The that's what I want. So I thought about that, but then... A lot of surgeons have said that it's a trend and that it may not be because a lot of celebrities have had it done, but in five years' time, will people be still wanting these? Yeah. And if you're the if you're the crazy person that has it and everyone's like, who the fuck is this person? What have you done? You're it's cat so woman, right? And I don't want to be a cat woman. So I said, let's do like not the eye, but let's just pull the lower, like the end third up. Yeah. So that the rest of my brows may move just the end third. So it gives more of an arch. Are you right now, like with did you take reference images in? No, because everyone's face is different. Yeah. So in the you'll, there's a giant mirror in the office, and he'll pull in different directions and, and be like, go, yes, "Is this?" Yes, he'll yes. go, "Oh, that's quite pleasing. That's quite. Oh. Oh, that's not." So then you can agree or disagree. Yeah. And then I always just ask for their recommendation as well because me is one thing when I you can get caught up in the moment, but they're doing these every week. Mm. Yeah. So I'm like, "What's like? What's what are most people doing? Yeah, like, yeah. what is good?" And he'll give different options. Yeah. You know. So you're not just like 
please make me look beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of like, it's a consultation. Are you stoked? Is this what you hoped for? I actually probably want them a little bit higher now. To be honest. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, I always think it's better to be a little less than too much. So yeah. I went a little under. Not just brows, that. I mean the whole facelift. Yeah, like, I'm happy, like, with, I'm happy with everything. I, I thought I was really nervous about the lip lift. I thought, you know what? I like, A few nights before I had a dream that I looked terrible, I looked botched. So I was like, oh, I'm a bit worried <laughs> that this might be good too far. But what they also did was a lot of women get them just lifted here. So I had the sides moved up as well because it's less feminizing. Mm. It's already very feminine. Oh, so it's not but if it was just like, here, yeah, like okay. the Russian doll lips, I could look too feminine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is this like getting the facelift and the, lift li- the lip lift, is it easy to paint your face now? Good question. I think not, it doesn't really make any difference. Okay. But really? I think the biggest difference has been having filler in the cheeks. Because when you go to contour and highlight in that area, it just goes. It's, you're already like. Yeah, you can yeah. really see the difference because right. it's pulled up. So I don't have to use as much yeah. anymore. But not really with the face. It just meant that there wasn't any, there's no cracks here forming yeah. around the skin after a few hours. Yeah. yeah. So there's not a huge difference. I think getting also filler in the lips makes just because drag queens overpaint their lips all the time. So I don't overpaint my lips anymore because mm. it looks, when I do that, it looks like. Real, it looks like Ronald McDonald <laughs> lips. Like, it looks crazy. It looks like I've had an accident kind of thing. You know what I mean? Stung <laughs> by a bit. But you know, sometimes, sometimes that is the look like sometimes, sometimes that go, is the look yeah, sometimes yes. they go for like sometimes i want to look like i've had an accident no no no, no, no but yeah. like what i'm saying like because like when you overdraw your lips says uh, like you can just just overdraw it or sometimes they go for the dramatic and it becomes like a no i want oh, a yeah. giant yes. correct um but if i do it looks ridiculous it, now it was okay. alexander mcqueen's there was a collection where it was all feathers and birds and he had really big yes overdrawn red lips on the models it was a lot that. of drag queens do that, but yes. that's also because they're pre-lip filler era, in their pre-lip filler era. <laughs> but I would say a lot of drag queens get work done now because I think I'm not saying that I'm like the role model or like the poster child for that, but a lot of the other queens go like, oh, fuck you, what are you doing next? Like, yeah, like yeah. I, When I started doing stuff and talking about it, they all started like getting well, filler in the cheeks and yeah. stuff like that as well. Well, I feel as though like it's something that everyone's kind of thinking about. They just need someone to do it so that they I can think, see I think it. that's what I found. Yeah. And look, to be honest, I've surrounded myself in more recent years, like not deliberately, but just like people I'm friends with have had a lot more work done than me. So mm. like when I was like, oh, I had a facelift and they were like, oh my God. But I'm like, I have friends that had like three facelifts, for example. Like mm. one of my good friends is a human Kendall and he's had 157 surgeries, I believe. Like, and he and locked down, he was like living for it. Yeah. Like, got his, like, <laughs> I'm close after that. I mean, he's had his dick done for Christ's sake. Like he's had Whoa, everything he done. Dick done? Well, there's there's to two things you can do. There's penis enlargement surgery, and actually, my friend that had the face of used to specialize in penis enlargement surgery. That's what she would do all the time. There's fascinating stories. There's some TikToks about it you can watch. That I'm I was, I was interested. Well, I, I told you I got the reduction a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weighing you down, babe. It was weighing you down. You're a different person. You're so much lighter. You do so much no, cardio now. I lost like a kilo. I had to watch a documentary. <laughs> That is fucking wild. I can't believe you can actually enlarge your penis yeah. with surgery. With surgery. Or there's the other route, which is through filler. You know, you can have filler in your cheeks. You can put oh. it in your penis. So the apparently, oh. apparently, apparently you need to be like under like apparently. aesthetic. My aesthetic friend told to do me. Because like apparently it's so it's sensitive. It's so sensitive. Imagine having giant needles oh, and then shut pump it. Anyway, <sighs> so my friend Justin has had quite a lot of filler put down there. Mm. We call it a pool noodle. Oh my God, it's a pool <laughs> So, but then, does that mean it only gets thicker? It, the girth is like, yeah, yeah. it's up there. It's it coat, coat, it coat can size. Longer. It's coat can. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I haven't looked, like I haven't done my research enough to be able to report on that, but okay. maybe <laughs> come, next time. This I'll, is why we need the survey. No, no, I'm Googling the survey. survey. And also I did meet someone the other day. I was at the Beresford and we we're just talking about like crazy surgeries and they had had Botox in their asshole. 
Okay, I was going to ask you what's the craziest surgery. That's the one I reckon I've heard. Why that, that's would you up do there. that? Like no, apparently it like it, oh, it loosens. It loosens opposite, and makes yeah. it more pleasurable down there. And I did not believe them. I was like, absolute bullshit. Stop. Like, you've had a couple of drinks. Like, I don't believe you. And so they showed photos, photos of them, like, going to the surgery room. I can't even. I can't even. They didn't show photos of the actual procedure because I doubt the doctors would be allowed to do that, take photos. But they, like, were fully serious about it. Apparently some people it can be very painful, so they, like, Botox the they area. They relax themselves. Oh that kind of makes sense. But it doesn't make sense to me, to be honest, because you get Botox to, like, Freeze the muscle. No, but it relaxes as but, well. But oh. not, but like as in you don't have function in the muscle. Yeah, anymore, you don't so have function in like... it, so you can't clench. Oh. But that means the messiest but the shit am- ever. But can I also say the amount of like, that's a lot of effort to go to to like have a to like, bottom. Also, bottom. what about when you poo? No, I think it's more. Why that... are you not more concerned about the pooing, guys? No, no, no. But no, that's peristalsis that yeah, comes from the colon. It, yeah, it's inside. Oh, so it's inside. So okay, thanks. So your like... your large intestine will like push it out. Okay. Anyway. So <laughs> oh I, think, I think the reason behind this is <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of. Otherwise, you need a colostomy bag for the rest of your <laughs> I know, life. And <laughs> I feel so. I think it might be that like some men that want to bottom have trouble with that beginning section. Correct. Yes, it's the clenching and not being relaxed enough to unclench. <laughs> Silence. Like, She's just picturing in her head. Because <laughs> no, I'm thinking about I'm it. Just I like, like, I don't understand. Because I, I was like, why would you get Botox on. down there? Hang on. Would you not just rather abstain from anal sex than have to go to hospital <laughs> every like year? Oh yeah. And have someone and shoving ask. needles oh, with Botox God. up your behind and paying for that like a lot of money? Oh my god. Well, it might be a fetish. Like the anesthetist see alone is going to be thousands of dollars. It's a fetish. Yeah, that's true. It's really expensive. Oh my god. What movie is this on? What show is, is this? Is this on? a movie? There's a show. <laughs> My Strange oh, Addiction? No, no, no. The show on um oh Embarrassing Bodies. No, it's not like that. It's a it's like a Neil Patrick Harris Netflix show. He's a gay, he's a gay lawyer or something like that. And then oh, he I know what you're talking about. I know the show. I know I the know. show. So, well, well, he so becomes he gets anal he, Botox. He becomes single and then he's sleeping with all these guys and one of them is quite large and, oh, he and, has his, to get and it he's to also relax. like a, a doctor and he's like, Do you want me to just Inject you and he pulls out a needle and oh he's like, god. no. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Um, can I also ask, we've mentioned drag a lot, but we haven't ever actually asked when you started doing drag. Why? Funny story. How? I started drag in Germany at 21. Um, th- this <gasps> was years ago and there was like, the RuPaul's Drag Race was only in a couple of seasons. There was only a few drag queens that were like, really doing shows in Sydney, to be honest. There's always like, there'd always been drag queens doing shows like Courtney Act, et cetera, but there's always in there like, Maximum 10 on the strip. Now, every second person is a drag queen or aspiring drag queen or thinks they're a drag queen, right? So I started as the only drag queen in this little city in the south of Germany that was very conservative, very religious as well. So I felt like I was at home. Like Berlin, no. (laughs) Right deep down south. Um, And I was, was, like, visiting another city for the weekend with some friends. It was called Freiburg. It was a very beautiful green city. Anyway, I digress. And we were in a bar, like, just having, like, a German, like, bar, having a couple of beers. And in walks Dieter. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Dieter Whip. No, oh. Dita Monte's like randomly in the middle yeah. of like no Dita Whip. Well, the she story dressed you like Dita Monte's. Like- Dita Whip and Betty Barbecue, and there was these two like caricature, caricature German drag queens, and they just sat down at the bar next to me, and one of them had a woman kept whipping me, and she just felt like she could do what she liked. She kept giggling; they were like hilarious, having the best time, <laughs> and I was like. Fuck, these people are having such a good time and like they don't care <laughs> they're in the middle of like this random bar in the middle of like this little city in Germany. I was like, this could be fun. I'm gonna do this. So then I went to a, a German party dressed in a H&M dress and like a $20 wig that I could find on AliExpress mm. and the rest is history. And then like eight years later, here I am. But like, that's why I fell into it. No drag references apart from what I was 
see on the internet. I watched like Courtney Axe YouTube tutorials, Chapstick and Mascara to learn how to do the like the oh, basics. I was gonna say yeah, the basics. You I watched YouTube your book, like... YouTube videos. This is like this is really early days of Instagram and stuff. There wasn't there's was no TikTok till. Oh my god, so. you, did, you didn't have tutorials. What did you? They do? were YouTube tutorials, right? And yeah, so I just okay. taught myself that way. And then I ended up going on like the RuPaul's Drag Race Stars at Sea cruises with like the Drag Race kid, like queens and stuff like that. Um, it was like a wild journey. But then yeah, here I am now. But yeah, that's how oh I started in this a small city in Germany. You, so we're we're talking about you doing drag in a small city in Germany. So you've probably had experiences like that where you're doing drag in places that aren't like Sydney CBD. Do you ever feel unsafe? So I was very stupid in the early days, and I like I drag in Germany is very political, and I saw a political side straight away to drag as well. Like it's like a it's like obviously a statement, a statement about yeah. culture, identity, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the construction of gender, you know, gender perceptions, etc. So I actually was fell into drag because I was doing a research project, um, a thesis on like identity and yeah. like whether people from smaller villages like had different perceptions of identity specifically looking at queer people. So I thought drag was a part of that. So I, I went to a neo-Nazi party <gasps> dressed in drag as like a fuck oh you to them. Oh, my God. I l- so they were like, they were practicing like, conversion oh therapy. God, so it was like silly. a fraternity group. And like the, I wanted to expose it. So I, I literally went there in drag in like a really slutty dress and a blonde wig. How did, did that And I got into killed? a punch up. Oh, babe. And they're screaming at me in German. I'm like, I understand German. Anyway, so I ended up leaving eventually. But it was like, that was like a very punk rock moment wow. for me to be like, it was my third time in drag and I just turn up to this party. To be honest, I did go home with one of the guys. Oh, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. That was actually going to be my the next The one question. and only time I had sex in drag <laughs> was oh at a God. neo-Nazi in, fraternity in party. Are they different yeah. personas for you? Well, not really. Um, in the early days, yes, because I was a lot quieter. And so when I was in drag, I was like a menace. Mm. Like I was a menace. Yeah. I was loud and obnoxious and running around. <laughs> and now you're just you're And I feel like my the, the drag helped me become more confident in myself. Yeah. Like, I was very shy when I was younger. I just stuck to myself a lot more. Mm. And I think I think there's something about being in costume mm. that gives you that sense of freedom and excitement to try other things. So it's like, oh, well, if people are not nasty to me if they don't like who I am, it's not really yeah. me. I'm like mm. a yeah, character, yeah, right? Character. And then over time, it's kind of just blended into one. How do you turn it into a career? Like, does anyone just decide they want to dress up in drag, make the persona, and then, like, do you know what I mean? How I do feel you like turn these days it would be harder, right? Oh, uh, no, that's a great question. Thanks to the power of, like, social media, a lot of drag queens obviously able to find multiple revenue streams from drag. Like, yeah. there's obviously the traditional form of, like, being a queen on Oxford Street and performing and taking those nightclub gigs, etc. During lockdown, though, a lot of those queens, like, they were out of work. It was very difficult. A lot more becoming more industrious and re- realising things like brands want to work with them. So let's mm. do brand deals. Let's do big collabs. Like, over mm. World Pride, some of these drag queens are making, like, $40,000, you know? Mm. They were making mm. good money. So I think anyone who wants to, like, see the longevity of drag needs to move beyond just performing in a nightclub. A lot of them, like, now have podcasts. A lot of them obviously so go on sure, drag yeah. races, like, the Holy Grail. I think in Australia, unless in you're, like, in the top three you don't really see that benefit like you do mm. from the US season because mm. there's not the same audience, yeah, right? Yeah. In the US, though, like, they go on Drag Race and then they're, like, if they're, they're on the final five, they're, like, made, right? Yeah. yeah. But look at, like, Sugar and Spice, for example. They're two twins that were started in New York. They just started making videos in their grandmother's basement, jumping into drag, and they learned online, right? And now yeah. they've, like, got 9 million followers and they're traveling and, the world. And, well, when they became big, they weren't really performing either. It was They only- hadn't performed at all when yeah. they blew up. Oh, wow. So, like... They've only actually performed there now. They're starting to, but like they didn't perform like three times in America before Drag Race. Mm. Yeah. Do you do it for work ever or do you just do it? Yeah, I work at a nightclub on Oxford Street on the weekends. But to me, it's, I don't know if I ever wanted to become like a full, like I don't want just drag to be my full time Mm. life. I think being your whole self is 
is really important. I think a lot of drag queens also struggle with identity when they're in drag, like six, seven days a week that like yeah. they start to think like, oh, who am I? Like, is mm-hmm. it just my drag persona? Mm-hmm. Do people only like me in drag? Like, yep. do I have a, does my drag self have a, a higher sense of worth than my yep. boy self? I think mm-hmm. some drag queens struggle with that. So I think it's important to have like a balance between the two. Mm. But you've only started um, performing again recently right yeah i mean i used to perform all the time like in my early days and then like it took a couple of years where i did more just like hosting stuff i'm starting to like dabble back in that and that's just because i think i don't want to conform to the pressure of having to be a performer just Mm. because i say that's what a drag queen needs to be that one that does like it's more my brain doesn't want to like pick up the choreography oh okay i mean it's just like it's but i'm not like i can't do like a a shablam like death drop properly unless i'm really drunk like it's not my thing and it's important to recognize that that's fine because there are many different forms of drag queens yeah and i think having the power to be able to speak on behalf of the community is something that a lot of other drag queens don't have and i would prefer to harness that do do you think that within the drag community itself that there's a hierarchy in regards to what you do in drag as in like yes. as social media or as opposed to someone who performs as opposed to someone who like hosts like bingo like is there a i think it's changing but yes i think traditionally it's been seen the queens that have like the weekly show like a specific choreographed production show would be at the top tier right because right. it's like they've got the backup dancers they're doing the whole thing and it mm. also depends on what club you're performing at because mm. there's certain clubs i think that like are seen as premiere as opposed mm-hmm. to other nightclubs but i think that's changing a lot because they've seen that queens with our larger social media following actually make more money and mm. getting the brand deals mm. and they're not forced to because i think the other piece is like drag queens love performing in nightclubs but then there's the thing they have to constantly because they can't just say oh no I'm, i don't feel well today i'm going to take yeah, it off because then they don't it. get the money is whereas it- like if you're on social media and you're doing it you can kind of build just you don't have to do it at 2 a.m on a saturday mm. like you can get send that piece of content out within, you know, a week or two. Is it also like, I feel as though this isn't the same, but I started to hate DJing because I felt like I was performing and I I was getting paid to just do the job. Yes. And that was- Takes the the love out of it. Yeah, Yeah. it takes the joy out of it. Does that kind of come into it as well? Where it's like a situation where it's like, dance monkey yes and that's why i just don't want to take a like overworld pride i was like if this was going to co- interfere with like either work or like a social engagement i wasn't mm-hmm. going to do it because mm-hmm. queen's like oh you know right. this gig gets worth two grand i'm like i don't care how much it's worth if i'm like i'm going to regret in two weeks time mm-hmm. more so missing yeah. out on like the bondi beach party as mm-hmm. opposed to getting paid to do mm-hmm. this gig at this mm-hmm. like i don't know branded mm-hmm. activation so mm-hmm. i think that's really important but again i guess i'm in the privilege of that drag is not my career mm. now anyway where i have like a, a nine to five so mm. I, I i don't rely on drag to as a source of income and i think it would, would also come down to the actual brand because i feel like sometimes when i even talk to brands about doing my own events and they're like we can get a drag queen but i'm like what for yes like it's like yeah, just to like what just to just there? have a drag queen standing in the corner it's like tick that diversity it's like oh yeah, we love the gays nice. like have a drag queen because it's kind of like fun and exciting and yeah. so, of course there's always a place but there's not always a place. There's not always a place. It's yeah. like there are moments where I'm like, yeah, if they're going to perform and it's during like this little, they're doing a number or there's a, a break or something, but if they're just, you're booking them to just stand in a room, then I don't actually know if like what there's you're a doing. Purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, they're like everyone has a job, right? It's just like, imagine if someone just booked me because I was Asian and just to stand in the room. Like that's that happens. Yeah. That does happen. When in a year, I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. It's like my busiest. Well, month. I'm like what, I'm not even Chinese. That's what we always say. It's like queens are available 365 days of the year. Don't just, just bank it all on World Pride. Right, yeah. Like yeah. tick that box. We've got a drag queen. Now we don't hear. We'll hear from you next year. Yeah, kind of vibe. And a lot time. of brands do do that. Yeah. yeah. But again, I think sometimes it is overkill. Like you don't need always need a drag queen. Yeah. At the event. 
Can I just ask, you mentioned you have a nine to five and you have an amazing career in social media. Do you lean into your mask side in work? No, I don't. And I I just made that conscious decision a few years ago where I felt like I had to hide a little bit and become a lot more mask in how I dress and how I present at work. And I thought about, I was like, if everyone else is doing that, why would I want to do that as well? I want to be different. I want to stand out. Very mask. So mask. No, exactly. And also I'm not. really subtle and quiet, like really monochrome. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I love. I love fashion. I love being bold, and I think yeah. it's part of your brand. Yeah. And I think people remember me in the office, like after the first encounter, because they got that crazy person that was wearing that ostrich feather jacket or something. And like his that. cheekbones are oh, hard. Oh, that ostrich feather fucking jacket in Adelaide. I was just like, <laughs> you're walking through the airport in this floating, ostr- and I'm like, is that not? boiling right now i was a bit cold that day to be honest i didn't want to have to put it in my in my luggage because it's not easy to travel okay like leave him alone yes no i think it's like fun and sometimes i walk out of the the front front door and think god am i actually gonna wear this today and i was like yeah yeah just own it and then people think you're more confident and they're i think also more invite like friendly to speak to because like oh the person that ostrich feather jacket is not going to reject me yeah yeah. and that grows confidence when you act confidence like you become more confident we were in Adelaide and there was four of us walking down the street and Tommy was the only one in anything that was bright. I think I was in black. And some random woman was like, yes, get like, it. Yes, and I'm like, we all yes. just looked at her like, too much. Yeah, <laughs> like, stop. Hun, you're doing way too much. Like, <laughs> With me when I'm like, A for ally. A yeah. for ally. It's like, it's but it was like, it was, it was seen. very random and it was like on a Sunday morning. Oh, while the and she's like pushing Calm a troller. Uh, like, sorry, not a troller. A, troller. a child <laughs> in a stroller. A, a troller. A troller. Yeah. Literally, and then stopped and was just screaming just like, gay words at us. And I was just, just like, gay, rainbow, joy, yeah. pride. <laughs> but it was really funny because all of us just looked at each other and went, was a no, lot. Was no. like, <laughs> Immediately, no. Speaking of throwing things at you, I think it's time for dessert. It Even is time for dessert. I love dessert. Oh, I love a sweet. Hours and hours and hours. Well, but dessert this is the sweet spot where Des- we throw shit at you. Yeah, we just throw like random questions. Okay. That are quite small, quite large. Okay. Whatever. They're just quick fire. But we might play a game as well. I don't know how we're going to play a game with Tommy, but we're going to find a game. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm brewing. Okay. Is there a surgery that you really want done but you would never do? <gasps> oh. Other than I mean, I would probably, dogs. I'd probably love to have my pecs. Like, I, I, I like my chest, but I love big, big, big boobies. So like, like, uh, but I would never do it because it's something you can grow with at the gym. So it's right. not like with the oh, face, yeah, you can, yeah, you yeah. can, sh- you can't do face exercises and change your face. Really, yeah. that's all bullshit. Yeah. So I'd rather invest in stuff that I can't actually physically do mm, myself. Mm. Ooh, okay. Is there a celebrity out there whose work? you think is done really well and one who you think, oh, my God, I never want Plastic to Plastic surgery. Like yeah. Mm. I think Joe's Jocelyn Wilsonstein. What's her name? Jocelyn. She's the cat woman. Oh, yes. She looks great. I'm joking. Oh, she's yeah. the no. She's the no go <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm like, babe, she literally looks like a cat. Um, and, oh, Ariana, oh, and Ariana Grande has had work done and she looks, she's had a facelift. She's had this same lower mid facelift that I had oh, done. Oh, really? And she at the same age as me. And doesn't she look great? She looks she does look amazing. I did not never that. tell. Yeah. Can you tell straight away or do you know that separately? No, I, I saw a TikTok about it, to be honest, okay. because like I didn't think that – I always thought she was pretty anyway, but it makes sense now. She's just very yeah. snatched down here. So you can't yeah. always – you don't look at someone and go – I think if it's I great know. surgery, you don't – you can't tell. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Unless you look at the before and after. I love looking before. at those where the surgeons are like analysing so what they think they've yeah. had done. Yeah. The surgery that you reckon did the most for you? I would say the facelift, I would okay. say. Although I think the lip lift has changed the face quite significantly mm-hmm. as well. Mm. Um, it's hard to say, but I think that the facelift was it was more internal thing for me. So I, I think with your lip lift, it's the outer edges that has changed a lot for you. Mm. Like I feel like that that has really changed the entire shape of your lips. Like looking back at the photos of you in drag, like even a year ago, it was like 
less here yeah. and it was more towards yeah. the middle of your lip and yeah. now the, the shape is completely different. Mm. This is related to another chat that we've had where our wonderful guest had never tucked before and doesn't know how. <laughs> do you have to do that? So I've tucked before and do I like it? No. I think certain people's genitals are like happy to do that and mine are definitely not. <laughs> they don't love it. So yeah. I just... Tell us too big without telling us too big. It's the, it's the Barbie. It's called the Barbie effect. So you get like ballerina or compression tights, and the more layers you add, the less of a bulge that you'll see. So I kind of like tights. You don't tape anything. So I wear like tight underwear or like a tucking. It's called a tucking G. So it's like oh, underwear so it's that's really tight. That. You can kind of smoosh up or to the Does side. We need to message. I have one friend that tucks up, so pulls. The oh my god! Up, up against oh. the tummy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I tried it. I was like, no, not a vibe. Especially when you need to pee. All of it. Oh yeah. They kind of well, they kind of smooshed in. So oh, like okay. you, it's like a smoosh, and it's then you've so got so many smushing. layers on. It's like this thick over your like. Yeah, okay. it's very hard oh, to dance okay. though. In, okay, yeah. so it's like spanks. the dancers were well, yeah, well, pushing your penis into it's, the spanks. Yeah, because there's padding. So it's there's padding. Just, well, it's just, just smooth. Just well, smooth. no, like around. So it's just all about creating an illusion. illusion correct. It's flat. A, a flatness. A silhouette. So, so but that's so uncomfortable for you. Babe, I think there's so many things that. Yeah, I literally like a drag. It's like wearing a drag costume, boots, the lashes, the everything else that's smashed on your face. Like there's a lot. So are you physically uncomfortable all the time in drag? I would say mildly, but you become more accustomed to it over time. Yeah. Okay. It's like any, like if you've got chronic pain, like it's, it becomes less invasive over time. But I think it's not chronic pain though, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. You're, you're just, not, you're not like, look, I'd rather be wearing, you know, flat shoes and like yeah. t-shirt and jeans. Do, yeah. But this is, but it that, is what is, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, quickest drag. Time I've been in drag, yeah. like 40 minutes. When I did a Full Sam face? Smith interview, 40 minutes. Because I had, it was early in the morning. I was like, you know what? Challenge, go, let's go. Because I was like, I'm not going to get up before 6.30 to get into drag. I was yeah. like, let's go, go, go. I literally zoned completely out of everything. I didn't listen to music. I just went and just was in drag. And I was amazed that I could do I was early. I was like, gave myself an hour and I was done in 40 minutes. The most interesting thing about that is, do you not usually find that if you do makeup really fast and you don't care about it, it looks amazing? And the more oh, you care it's, about it's like it, my it hair. just looks like fucking it looks, shit. Yes. It's like <laughs> yes. the best messy bun a girl can ever do is like when you're washing your face, washing makeup off, and you're just like, and it's perfect. Yeah. And if I'm going to That's a TikTok, you should do a TikTok about it. I that. know, I know, I literally should. Every time, the one that I did for Mickey's interview, that he was just like, what have you done to your hair? And it was like the hottest hair I've ever done. Well, it's always the way. You have can you, never replicate it. Have you ever done drag, like put yourself, you like painted your face and gone, Nah, we're yes. starting again. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that, that's been twice, maybe last year. And both times I was like, and I'm not going out in drag because it's not a, like a paid gig that night. I was just so like going just out. I was like, it. no drag tonight. Yeah. But actually, no, I lied. There was one time where I did my face and I was like, nah, do it again. Okay. Right. Do you get your makeup done ever? Or do you always do it? I've yourself? never had my makeup done. <gasps> wow. I would love someone to paint my face though. Like just so I could see like how they would the do it differently. Yeah. They'd have to be... Like very good makeup. They have artist. to be a very good. Yeah, because my fear would be looking like a dog afterwards. Because <laughs> oh. everyone's face is different, and like honestly, it's right. Because because especially if you're a drag queen, this is painting your own face. The yeah. way that you're going to contour, highlight, and all that stuff. You need to get that little clip of you saying, "I'm scared of looking like a dog." We'll gift it. We'll gift it to you, <laughs> and then you're going to do a video where a really amazing makeup artist does your face as a but dog to look like a dog. Yes, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, and I've got it in my head who I'll get it to do it as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the full thing, Hello. like the pup mask. And then I just put a pup mask on after because I'm like, look, it's not going anywhere. Okay, um, biggest turn on and biggest ick? I think my biggest turn on is someone that's actually, like, into you. 
like actually wants to know who you are, ask the right questions. You're like, that's the biggest ick. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, genuinely ask questions about you rather like, than- care about the answers. Yeah, they, like, they yeah. actually ask questions and they like want they're to like, care about the know. answers. Like they just generally, like, they see into you and like they ask questions about yeah, like, your yeah. job and your I life. Blah, blah, blah. But my biggest ick is when they just like constantly message for the sake of it. That's oh my God, it's like, see how it's like, see how they're quite similar, yeah, but they're very but different. They're so one's like, yeah. oh, you know, like tell me about blah, blah, blah. And you might end up in a conversation about, I don't know, investing or something like that. And right. like, they're generally makeup. interested. Dog makeup, right? Yeah. As opposed to being like, how was your day beautiful? It's like every half an hour and you're like, I have nothing to say. I just yeah. spoke to you. Like it's a yeah. bit yeah. too intense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. I hate those. I hate messaging for messaging. Yeah. I, I like keeping You're in contact, but like have a purpose behind the conversation. <laughs> oh, ask him something and he'll like say something really loving, give him like all these options. He'll just go, okay. Literally, no emoji, no, no X. And I, I'm like, can I, just, well, I can't even, I, nah. Don't it's better than the tap emoji, I guess. Like, right, love. but I'm always like, 100%. This is how we deal. feelings. See, I like details, sending voice memos because points. then I don't have to type. It's just like, I can just send yeah. a stream of like, a lot of people have I do those. that too, but I don't think he, he likes them. Right. And I know he won't actually like, listen to them. There's so. literally a whole freaking paragraph here and I wrote, up to you. And then, and then I was like, no, but I wanted to check with you like, before I spend money. He's like, literally, I mean, up to you. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay. He, she's like, oh, what about this? Are you happy to do this? I'm like, yeah, cool. Can we use? Can you use phone? I'm like, just book it. And then, yeah. blah, oh blah, blah, God, blah. No, That's usually hilarious. it's just okay. Yeah, and then it's like I didn't want to blah 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 without asking you. I'm like, yes, no problems. Like it's just like I'm like fluff. I'm like no, love I'm not you. a fluffer. Like emojis, like feelings, like how are you? I saw that cute outfit you wore last night, and he's like, cool. I'm like, okay, I, say, I love I, you too. I, I say yes, okay, and no a lot. You're just economical. Yeah, I literally, those are the three answers you'll get from me. It's no. Over. <laughs> but no, you just ask a question and I'm like, the answer is no. Yeah, you have like, a, no, a man's brain, so that's just a very masculine response. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? But sometimes you are that's kind the of mask. You side lean of into mask out. things and then you don't, and then you do, and then you don't. I lean out of mask when I want to be... When I no, when I lean out of mask, when I as a verb, that's um, when I want to be approachable. So, because I know that the way that I communicate is actually not very approachable. It's not very approachable. Yeah, so I do it when I know that I need to be approachable in a situation. So you're hyper aware of how you're behaving. Is what you're saying? He's he's hyper aware. He's hyper aware. (laughs) Because like I just answer the question. Like I honestly just like, and even in real life, you ask me a question, I'll probably just answer it, and then I'm like, yeah, he's the like honesty barometer friend. (laughs) It's like, does this look good? It looks shit, babe. I'm like, okay, I'll change up. Maybe you have um, Asperger's. Maybe. <laughs> mm. I feel never, I think I reckon I have a lot of things that I I think you do have a lot of things. I think we all have a lot of things. Oh, for on. sure. This is why we all get along. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. All right, my love. Well, where can we find you? Uh, or should I plug my social? Should can I? you please okay. plug yourself? My Instagram is Tommy.dragqueen. T-O-M-I, just T-O-M-I, dot drag queen. And then my TikTok is Tommy.queen. So get rid of the drag. Very simple. Love it. Um, where can I find you performing on your Friday nights? On Friday, Ooh, this Friday or every Friday right now, I'm at Nevermind from 10 to 1. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm back in the swing of the nightclub scene, Fridays and Saturdays at the moment. So and yeah. if you were a brand uh, looking to book you, what do you do? Would you do partnerships? Do you? I do all the above. I'm, I'm best on like I beauty and above. fashion and travel and anything lifestyle related is probably mm. best. And you're a good presenter as well, aren't I you? I am. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I love presenting. I'd love to be like a TV host one day. I have like my own <gasps> Oprah show. You know, yes. right? The tea with Tommy. <laughs> Start a segment on your TikTok that's called TV Tommy and then just build it into a TV show. Yeah, 100%. I'd watch the episode. That's exactly. You never told me about TV Tommy. 
What do you I mean? think T. I think Tommy that's just came up with like, it just then. Yeah, no, yeah. I see the back of my mind. It's yeah, like, no, how do no, I get there? You never told me about that. Like, that's that's a goal that we can definitely get you to. Okay. We do 100%. this thing where we say our goals out loud to each other. And then, and then we, we and have then to do happen. it. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do it. We yeah. do a check-in every year. It's crazy. It's tea with Tommy. Yeah. Fabulous. Also, quick right. question. This is just totally out of left field. But sometimes in the career we have now where we are all multi-hyphenates here and we get to do lots of different things and work with people and create stuff, I miss... The very, very, very academic intellectual side of my brain every now and then. So do I sometimes. I'm like, like 5% of the I time. do get like, I write strategy docs for the, um, at work. So I get a moment to like. <laughs> you almost said that. <laughs> I, I, work strategy, I work strategy docs of where I work. And so I can like dissect something and like take all the data. And, that sort of, and I like that. But I do miss the, ty- the side of like writing like a gorgeous narrative, like, yeah. like an essay. I used to love like being able to like explain why I was right. Yeah. Yes. Right. To Weave through the narrative switch. and go through all the, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. So I don't get to do that very often. Yeah. But maybe, you know. Oh, yeah, I just, yeah, we don't get to do that very often, do we? You'd be great right on a that. panel because that kind of works because on a panel, a lot of the time it's intellectual and you're trying to take someone else's point down. Mm. Yes. Yeah. We, like, agree with them a little bit. Yeah. But then, and then, like, like shut dig them, them in the side. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It depends. Sometimes you do agree with them because they have the same point, but yeah. very rarely. But you just yeah. have to prove how you say it better. Yes. Yeah, that's I like love me. That. And, that's like me in meetings, to be honest. I'm a little bit like, <laughs> oh, that's good, but I don't agree. You know? But let me just Here's why it's wrong. I agree with you, but your points. Aren't strong you know how to you're supposed this. to say, yeah. like, <laughs> yes, but we could consider. I'm not good at doing that. I'm just like, no, that's a bad idea. No, that would never work. Yeah. Well, honestly, like you, right? very direct I about it. I need to laugh. If you tell me it like that, I'll just break down. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I, do I love you, you, but. I do it to you that's all the great, time. Yeah, but, but you're building try. my thick skin. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm quietly having a breakdown inside. You know, people say, like, why don't we consider? I'm like, let's not consider that at all. Oh, my God. I'm just like. She'll say things and I'll literally be like, you're getting carried away. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, Sarah, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about things that are seven steps too, too far ahead. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I'm excited. Anyway. anyway, do you want to wrap my love? Yes, thank you so much for joining Thanks us for today. Me. This was actually super fun and I learned a lot, especially about the fact that I p- potentially might want a facelift. I thought you were going to say Botox in your asshole. <laughs> that too. 